0: Hi, this is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, host of the Alarmist podcast, and this is a StayCast from ACAST. We're doing our part to flatten the curve of coronavirus by recording remotely and following L.A. County advice to socially distance and wear face masks when leaving the house. If you need another great podcast to listen to while you stay at home, check out the big ones. Comedians Amanda and Maria discuss ethical dilemmas big and small, like, would I let my daughter date a robot? Or would you rather be 20% smarter or 20% more attractive? Really good questions. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, the ACAST app, or wherever you get your podcast. Stay safe out there. <laughs> welcome to another little listener episode of real life ghost stories how you do why are you laughing so much
1: she's making little like mm,
0: mm,
1: noises as she's eating
0: sorry bim is beside us having her dinner so if you can hear a little munching in the background <laughs> it's actually not me <laughs> it's her <laughs> so this is mini episode seven i hope that you are enjoying them so far i am definitely enjoying doing them because it, it's something different And we're going to go straight into our first story. And our first story comes from Brittany. My grandfather grew up on the reservation in Gallup, New Mexico. His mother was Yaqui and Navajo and his dad was Navajo. I grew up hearing stories of skinwalkers and to this day I am terrified of coyotes. You don't have to be on or near the reservation to see them. About five years ago my husband and I were driving just to the outskirts of our town where my family has a few acres of land, about five houses and some horse areas surrounded by desert. As we drove past this one particular house, I looked out of my window to the left, I was in the passenger seat, I saw a coyote looking creature. Now I will say that it was four to five times the size of a coyote and way more muscular. Its skin and fur were red and splotchy like an animal with mange, his eyes were large, but they were human eyes. Like like there was something like emotion behind them. Like anger. It's hard to explain without sounding properly bonkers. It was dusk, so not completely dark yet. As I saw this creature, my heart skipped a beat. And in my head I began to pray. While I do have native roots, I am Protestant. That doesn't mean there isn't something out there that aims to harm and seek destruction. Protestants call them Demons. And Navajo people call them skinwalkers. As I prayed to my husband...
1: (laughs) As I prayed to my husband? (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Bollocks. As I prayed,
0: my husband, then boyfriend, looked at my face and looked out my window. It was then that the creature stood up and rang with an awkward, lanky gait. Not towards us, but away and into the yard of the first house on the corner, just staring and arching its back. I saw him many times after that, but I was never afraid of him again. As I write this I'm listening to episode 30. I find it no coincidence that this episode is playing as I've chosen to write this in. The Hat Man. That is what my husband and I called him. After we moved from my family's land into a rental property, odd things began to happen. My son, who was then one, would start fussing, but never fully waking. Our family has a history of night terrors, so I thought that was what was going on. That is, until one night I walked into his room. In his room we had his crib and a guest bed directly across from it. Outside his window was a security light that shone in through his blinds. Between the two beds stood a shadow. It was about seven feet tall, with what looked to be a long duster jacket. I don't know if that's what you call them there, but they are worn by some in the southwest as protection from the elements while ranching. Anyhow, he stood staring at my son. Now, I don't think he was feeling menacing towards my son, but instead the feeling I got was that he was there to torment me. A feeling of, you can't protect him from everything. As if, being said to me ran through me and my blood went cold. I called my husband and we began to pray over my son in the room. We saw him a few times after that, which is when we decided to call a pastor friend of my husband's who could help in these situations. He and his wife came over for dinner and we walked through our house praying and anointing every room. Things still happened around that house, but never in it again. I will also say that we were never asleep when this happened. We were always awake. I hate skinwalkers. They give me the heebie jeebies. Mm. Yeah. I don't know how to manage skinwalker stories. Because when you hear people who email you in in real life and they say, hey, skinwalkers are real. I've seen them. It makes me want to fucking die.
1: Yeah. And again, it's that animal turning into a human doing that weird.
0: That weird Super running gate. gate I'm
1: also... Why is she not afraid of him anymore? Because <laughs> it would still afraid me. Afraid it would me. still afraid you. It would still afraid me. <laughs> you'd be so
0: frightened you'd, f- you'd lose your, loose in- your use of, of English. English
1: yep. um, yeah, I'd still be afraid of it.
0: Hat Man just seems to be doing the rounds.
1: Just having a little look. Having a look at everybody's kids. First time I've heard him described as having a duster jacket though.
0: In my head I'm seeing The Undertaker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's pretty much... Maybe it's him doing the rounds.
0: Maybe it is. Maybe it's the Undertaker, yeah. which is, I mean, disconcerting. I mean, if you look
1: at the evidence on TV, he does just appear out of nowhere. So.
0: With a duster jacket yep. and sometimes a hat. Yeah. Most of the time a hat, actually. Yeah. And he's quite tall. Yep. I don't know if he's seven foot.
1: No, I mean, he's listed as being around that, but I think he's about six foot, eight,
0: nine. Well, listen, that's big enough for big. me. Yep. I'd, I'd just say seven foot as well.
1: So the hat man is Undertaker. We've solved that.
0: Dan solved science yet again. <laughs> Are you ready for another story? Mm, yeah. Story number two comes from Tanya. My mum and I lived with my grandparents as my dad had passed away when I was a baby and mum needed her family near her. One morning when I was three, I found out my granddad had died in his sleep. My grandgrand, as I had called him, was my world. He gave me my passion for nature and unbeknownst to me at that age, a lifelong passion for anything supernatural. I remember clearly watching little balls of coloured lights dancing around in my bedroom at night time. Shortly after my grandgran's passing, they used to scare me at first, and I would hide under the bed. But I remember talking to my grandgran, who was sat at the bottom of my bed, telling me they were just friends visiting. There was yellow, green, blue, and other colours. My mum didn't tell me they weren't real, or that it couldn't possibly be my grandgran. She just let me talk about it. As she later told me, I was so happy to talk about it, she didn't want to upset me. This next bit you probably won't believe, but I can assure you it happened, and I wasn't dreaming. When my grand-grand visited, I was able to float down the stairs. I would close my eyes and open them, and I would be at the bottom. It was our little game. Often mum would wake up hearing me giggling and tell me to go back upstairs and get into bed. One day I was upset. Because Grand gran had told me he had to go and he wasn't going to be coming back again to see me. And not to do the floating down the stairs game ever again as I would fall and hurt myself. So what do little kids do when you tell them not to do something? Obviously they do it. My mum and I both remember that day for different reasons. Mum, because she heard me scream as I fell all the way down the stairs. And me, because Grand gran had really gone. I had lots of bruises, but they didn't hurt as much as knowing I wouldn't see my grand-grand again. Mum says that's all I was bothered about. I kept saying, he's gone. He's really gone. At the same address, in the same room, I used to see the lights in when I was small. I was around 13. And I used to sleep with my dog Bess on my bed. Bess was a very laid-back dog, an absolute darling. She was just happy to be with people. This one night I was fast asleep when Bess woke me up. She was standing up in front of me growling and looking at the floor with her heckles up. Now I was scared as like I said Bess was very laid back. My room was a very small room. Just enough room to swing a cat. The window took a large portion of the outer wall. The window in relation to my bed was where my feet would be and the headboard against the inner wall next to the door. Bess was watching something on the floor intently. The room was in darkness, but the light coming through the curtains was just enough that you could make out the outlines of the bedside cabinet and the wardrobe. I peered over the edge of the bed at what Bess was looking at. There was a blacker than black, slug-shaped thing crawling very slowly over the bedroom floor. It was about 20 inches long. We both watched it crawl over the floor... Up the wall, along the ceiling, and out through the light fitting in the ceiling. Once it had gone through there, Bess stopped growling, and her heckles went down. But she was watching the light fitting for the rest of the night. I was too. I've never seen it again, and no one has ever given me an answer to what it could be. What in the world?
1: I'll tell you what it is. What? It's a space cucumber.
0: Like a sea cucumber. Yeah, but, but from with, space. But from space, with a little <laughs> space suit on. Yeah.
1: And a ray gun. <laughs> yeah.
0: What in the fuck?
1: That was weird, is not it? See... It's that, it reminded me of that listeners um, episode we had a while ago, you know, where they both had the same nightmare about that creature. Do you remember that one?
0: Oh, the clam.
1: Yeah. It's that same kind of... Maybe we're just slowly getting invaded by space... Sea amoebas.
0: cucumbers. I just want to go back to the um, floating down the stairs bit.
1: Yeah, how cool is that?
0: That's that's fucking cool. I guess like, it's
1: just a grand grand carrying her down the stairs, because he's
0: And then she goes and hurls herself down the stairs. <laughs> so I know that's not funny, but
1: Well I don't think she's I don't think she's bothered by the fact that she hurt herself going down the stairs, is she, so that's No right.
0: she isn't. But what in the world is that slug thing?
1: I told you Space cucumber.
0: Ooh, it gives me the hijibis, especially when the dog is their reaction to it as well. I don't yeah. like it.
1: Yeah. I, don't yeah, like I thought the story all. about our grandgram was quite sweet, actually. All the stuff that went on with that story, all of the lights, yeah.
0: And it's just friends coming to visit. I think it's lovely.
1: Yeah, really nice.
0: We used to have lights in this house, but we haven't had them in ages. No, we
1: haven't had any for ages. That's fine. I'm done with that.
0: Yeah, I don't know what they were. On last week's episode, at the very beginning, we had this horrible sound that was like a growl. I don't really know what it was. Anyway, I <laughs> sent it. I sent it off to a listener. He was like, send me the send it to me and we'll have a look at it. And apparently, this, I can't remember exactly what he said now, but the sound was below human frequency. Beam. And it was, there was footsteps that we didn't hear. And then it whatever it was, some sort of growl or like an intake of breath.
1: It was very strange. Sorry, I'm yawning. And it wasn't either of us. Like no, because it didn't even register, as you saw in the video, it didn't even register on the sound scale, did it?
0: Yeah, so you could hear it. It was re- it was the strangest thing. You could you could hear it with your ears, but it di- it wasn't coming up on the sound bar, which was very very strange. So I don't really know.
1: It's not. Um, we need to talk about Kevin levels, though. I mean, Ghost Kevin. We need to talk about Ghost Kevin levels at no, all? No,
0: Absolutely not. But it's thankfully, also very interesting. So, are you ready for one more story? So our last story comes from Andrea. My story begins in Albuquerque, and I was 16 at the time.
1: Albuquerque.
0: My two brothers and I had just come home for a weekend at Grandma's. My dad gave us the news that he had decided to commit to Christianity and get baptised in the new church he had just started going to. Kind of odd, because he wasn't religious, and he'd only been to that church once during the time we were away. I didn't think much of it, He said we were going to church every Sunday from now on. He left it at that and we all went on with the rest of our day. That same night I experienced my first sleep paralysis. I had a queen-size bed that I usually slept on the right side of and on my side with my back facing the edge of the bed. I opened my eyes but my body was still asleep and that's when I saw a dark shadowed figure laying right next to me, staring right at me. He was laying on his side on the bed right next to me. He had red eyes and I could see him smiling at me. He said hello in a very raspy voice. It seemed like he was watching me all night just waiting for me to wake up. My body immediately started to tense up and I wasn't able to move. I closed my eyes and tried pretending to be asleep hoping that whatever it was would think I was sleeping and leave me alone. I was finally able to wake up and see that no one was next to me. I didn't sleep the rest of the night. I wasn't sure if it was real or just a dream or a little bit of both. The week after that I experienced a second sleep paralysis. The same figure standing on the edge of my bed by my feet. I immediately knew it was the same shadow. I didn't close my eyes this time and once again I was paralysed. I was staring right at him and him right back at me. And he was smiling. He didn't really have a face. It was just a black shadow. And with the same raspy voice he said Don't go to the church. I could feel my heart beating out of my chest. I closed my eyes and tried to wake myself up. It finally worked and once again nothing was there. I told my dad about it. So he had the pastor come to our house and put oil all around my room hoping that would work. I didn't experience any sleep paralysis after that, but always had horrible nightmares about random things, and somehow, in every nightmare, I was told not to go to church. I still went to church, up until we moved to Kansas City. Fast forward to last year. I am now in Kansas City, and in a new home with my family. We moved into a four-bedroom home. Two rooms were in the basement, and that's where my brother's rooms were. One room on the main floor, which is where my parents' room is. And on the second was my room. I had my own bathroom, which was just right in front of my room. I never experienced anything paranormal. I had a dream one night where a dark shadow was in my closet. He was opening and closing my closet door so fast without even moving his arms. I managed to run out of my room and into the bathroom. I was at the bathroom door and I peeked out to see if I was being followed, but saw no one. I then saw my youngest brother come up the stairs and go into my room. I was telling him not to go in there, but for some reason he couldn't hear me, and just walked in and closed the bedroom door behind him. I was in tears, yelling my brother's name. And then the door opened, and the shadow was standing there. The shadow said, I'm a lot stronger than you think. I've followed you all the way from New Mexico. I immediately woke up after that. I touched my face and realised that I was actually crying. The dream felt too real. I moved out of my parents and now live with my fiancé. My youngest brother ended up moving to my old room because it was bigger than his room. I'd completely forgotten my dream at that point. Until one day he asked me if I'd ever noticed anything weird in that room while I was there. I told him, no, I don't think so. He then started telling me how things in his room move when no one is near them. He said a bottle flew across the room. The remote will fall off the bed when no one is near the bed. When the door is closed he will sometimes hear something push against the door hard like they were trying to open it which causes it to make a loud noise. He says he can't go near the closet. For some reason he has a bad feeling about it. I didn't want to mention my dream to him. I don't want to scare him. But it really is a weird coincidence that in my dream, my youngest brother was the one that went into the room. And that the only place in the room he doesn't go near is the place where the shadow was standing. In the closet. Opening and closing the door. I have such heebie-jeebies right now.
1: That is a horrible story.
0: I have this vision in my head of that creature standing in the closet and the door opening and closing really quickly. And it's making me want to fucking poke my own eyes out.
1: I mean, I wouldn't do that. It's probably not a smart move.
0: That's probably a very dramatic move, yeah. Rini, as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, just
1: for something you're, you're picturing in your mind. Yeah. Um, that is much. a horrendous story.
0: Yeah, no, that's awful. So do you think something was going on with her dad and that's why he decided to join the church? Yes. Like that he had seen something or something had freaked yes. him out? Yes, Especially if it was unusual, if it, if he'd only been to that church once yeah. and it wasn't.
1: Imagine if he'd, like, checked in on his daughter and saw the flip shadow in the bedroom. Of Fuck, uh, Fuck off. Fuck off. Might have been.
0: Why would you say that?
1: It might have been. Why is
0: it lying there smiling at her? Oh, uh. oh, it makes me want to die. I hate it. It
1: might have been. That might have been what he saw. Oh, and then it followed her as well, isn't it? What's yeah. he after? Her soul.
0: Her soul. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. But either way, it gives it's me terrifying. the GDs. I don't like it. I don't like it at all.
1: Black and red. Red eyes. Black, Black. shadow. Smile. You can make out a smile. Venom. Ooh. Yeah, it is a bit, actually. No, Venom's got white eyes, I think. Oh, I don't know. Um, but you can make out the smile. What if Space Cucumber was a symbiote?
0: I mean, they're two different stories.
1: I know, but what if it was a symbiote? That, Venom, going back to that one. What yeah. if that was Venom? Unlikely, because
0: oh Venom is a fictional superhero comic book character.
1: Uh, no, there's a documentary in, in it that Tom oh, Hardy does. Oh, sorry,
0: that documentary, I forgot. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No that yeah that um that shadow figure is not good.
0: Oh and no. And the brother's
1: just vibing on it as well, isn't he? Like the little brother is vibing. He knows he can sense it.
0: Oh. I mean she's like being it. a good
1: big sister and not telling him, which is good.
0: Yeah, which is a good thing. I mean if something like that happened to me, I would not tell you. No. Because you'd lose your fucking mind.
1: And you do that all the time as well. What? When you hear stuff and I'm like, "What's that?" and you're like, "Oh, nothing." When you <laughs> when you go, "What's that?" and I'm like, "What?" and then you won't even tell me what you hear. I hate it when you do that because it makes it scarier.
0: Well, I'd rather I'd rather do that than be like, oh, "I just heard a massive crash or whatever it was." Because most of the time, it's just something out in the street, really, isn't it? Yeah, like, a lot. Early it is a today, lot of the time around
1: here, actually. To be fair,
0: earlier on today, there was just this screaming, this like unholy <laughs> screaming out on the street, and I thought a child was being murdered. So I was like hanging out the window, going, "What the fuck is going on?" No, it was just a little boy, just a little boy. I'd say he was about seven, with a little group of friends walking to the shop. He's just screaming. Yep. he's not crying because at mid scream he's like ah, ah, ah. what are you guys getting from the shop and then back to screaming again i was like what the fuck is that why are you doing that why are you making that noise <laughs> like the, the other kids weren't laughing yeah. they were just bopping along maybe he had some former Tourette's actually yeah, maybe that's his tick just maybe screaming. that's his tick and i'm just here being like what the fuck
1: yeah. it was quite unusual though even bimmy was a bit disturbed
0: if you enjoyed this week's listener episode you can send us in your own story to ghost real life ghost stories at gmail.com dot
1: Real life at gmail.com I will try and remember that.
0: You can find us on Instagram at real life stories and also
1: on uh 50p movie club sorry i was gonna do the twitter handle
0: and you can find us on twitter
1: at real guys pod
0: you can find us on facebook real life ghost stories podcast make sure that you join our super group which is rlgs super group the answer to the question is emma and dan and if you want to support us on patreon you can do so patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories where for five dollars a month you get shit and for two dollars a month you get shit too i can't be bothered
1: i mean not actual shit just in case you're worried in the post (laughs)
0: and oh I don't feel well after that story we have to go out now as well and I don't really want to
1: neither do I for different reasons (laughs) and on
0: that note we shall see you next week
1: bye Hi, I'm Tom Merritt from Daily Tech News Show, and this is a stay cast from ACAST. I'm
0: here in Los Angeles washing my hands, social distancing, trying to flatten that curve. And I hope you're pitching in, too, by following what your local government advises. While you're doing that, let me recommend a great podcast, Text Message with Nate Langson and Ian Morris, available on the ACAST app or wherever you get your podcasts.